All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we'll talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Tuesday, February 21st. The Dow finishes the week with three losses in a row, stock sliding after the holiday weekend, VIX jumping to one-month highs, existing home sales fall to 12-year lows, and Home Depot and Walmart earnings are out. Plus, what is a short-covering rally? We'll talk about that, and I'll review my open-wheel positions. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about today, so let's go ahead and get started. Now, this is your first time here. My name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. I am running the show by myself today. I actually had a conversation with Marcus earlier, and he is in his motor coach uh, driving from Florida. Uh, he was at a sailing regatta with his daughter, and he will be back here tomorrow. So he'll be joining me tomorrow. Uh, but even though I'm alone today, I promise that you are in good hands. You could say that we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some good, honest insight into the world of trading, you've come to the right place. Before we dive in and take a look at our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's going on in the markets today. And let me go ahead and jump over to my chart. Here I have the S&P 500 up, and you see that we are pulling away from these highs that were established uh, earlier in February. Now, for the week, if we look at where things ended up, the S&P closed lower for the second week in a row on Friday, the Dow actually closing lower for three weeks straight, a little bit flat, but still three losses in a row for the Dow on a weekly chart. And the NASDAQ just ended up slightly positive, finishing the week with a small gain. So overall, things were mixed on uh, Friday to end the week. And, and that was actually the same uh, for daily charts. The NASDAQ was down. The Dow was up a little bit and the S&P was down a little bit. So kind of mixed results for the week and also for the day on Friday, uh, but definitely pulling away from these highs that we had early in February. Now for today's trading session, we're definitely negative. We're down over 1% across the board. Right now, the S&P down 1.4%. The Dow uh, moving in suit with the S&P down 1.4%. And the NASDAQ leading the way lower with losses down 1.6%, 1.7%. So after yesterday with markets being closed for President's Day, futures were open uh, for a short period. And things were kind of quiet and sideways, but definitely some sideways or some uh, selling, excuse me, picking up today. And uh, right now, we're at session low. So it's gotten a little bit worse for the trading session. If we look at a five-minute chart of the S&P, we see that we did open lower. There was some selling in the European session and selling going into the open. But after that lower start, we have continued to drift lower during today's session. So we'll have to see what's uh going on and, and where things will end up. But at least for now, stocks up, bonds, uh, bond yields, sorry, <laughs> stocks down, bond yields up, and the VIX is up as well. So if we take a look at the VIX, the VIX is up 7% for the day. But even more notable is that we are popping up towards 
uh, highs in the VIX that we haven't seen since early January. I mentioned in last week that the five-year average for the VIX is 21.3. So when I'm looking at the VIX, I'm looking at averages, but also these extremes. And we see that uh, with things being very complacent in this move that we saw in 2023, we were at these lower ranges for the VIX. Uh, we're still nowhere near these upper ranges, these upper extremes above 30, uh, but now above its average uh, and definitely seeing some more volatility come into the market, uh, which is typical for uh, a sell-off when the markets are down. We could also take a look at the uh, yields and we see that we are at a multi-month, three-month highs here, the U.S. Uh, two-year yield creeping higher up over a percent. Uh, the five-year yield up 1.7 percent, uh, making uh, new highs recently here. And the 10-year yield up 2 percent today. Uh, so all three getting up to one or sorry, three-month highs here, uh, that putting pressure on stocks. So why the, the uh, change in sentiment here, well, a lot of it has to do with inflation. We've talked about it over and over again, but I mean, this is uh, the, the concern. You have yields higher and, and stocks falling. Uh, for a while there, it looked like everything was rosy and, and that was a risk-on environment with traders putting money into risky assets, again, like cryptos and some tech stocks and uh, that seemed to be the case. Now, we'll talk a little bit about short covering rallies in a little bit here, um, but definitely a, a change in the tune uh, for the overall markets, and uh, we're continuing to make session lows here. Now, looking at the economic calendar, uh, we did have some reports coming out this morning. We had flash manufacturing PMI and uh, flash services PMI. These coming in a little bit better than expected, but we also had existing home sales at 10 and existing home sales actually fell to a seasonally adjusted 4 million units in January. This is the lowest level that we've seen existing home sales at in 12 years. Uh, it also declined for 12 consecutive months. So we see the previous reading here, the uh, coming in lower than forecast. So home prices, uh, this, this could be good for the Fed. Uh, again, the Fed wants interest rates to come down, and that would help uh, with a slowing uh, economy. That's kind of the point with their uh, raising interest rates, uh, trying to combat inflation and bring things down. So uh, now we're we're kind of in a uh, you know in a, a concern with what the Fed intends to do if their efforts. Uh, are not uh, working out as expected. And uh, here we see, looking at the economic calendar, that there is an important report coming out. This is uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, February 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern time. We have the Fed meeting minutes. And so this is one of the biggies for the week. Uh, we could take a look at the CME FedWatch tool. And we see here that right now we're starting to see a bit of a shift from the what appeared to be a, a certain or very high probability of a, a quarter point interest rate hike for the March meeting. Now we're starting to see it shift a little bit over to a 50 basis point hike. Now, traders are still betting on a, a 25 basis point hike. Uh, this is clear here with a 76% probability, but this has definitely started to shift. 
now it's looking like uh, at least some traders are thinking that a 50 basis point hike is at least on the table. Uh, and that's one thing that Fed a member Bullard had mentioned last week. And this kind of you know created some of the, the, the selling that we saw towards the end of the week that he supported a 50 basis point hike at the previous meeting. And he uh, will support a 50 basis point hike at the upcoming meeting. Uh, and traders are now wondering, hey, is this really on the table? Right now, the probabilities are shifting a little bit. We could look at the overall probabilities for the year, and we see that this hasn't changed too much right now. A quarter point hike being the, the majority opinion of traders for the March meeting. Another quarter point hike, uh, a majority of uh, traders believe will take place in May. And then it looks like we stabilize here at the uh, 525, 550 basis point level before maybe getting a reduction of a quarter point in December. So this over the last couple of weeks hasn't shifted too much or at least the last week, uh, but we're definitely seeing the numbers turn a little bit towards a 50 basis point hike uh, being possible in March. Now we still have a lot of time uh, between now and then, but that is why traders are interested in tomorrow's Fed meeting minutes just to see uh, in those uh, meeting minutes, if there's any other information that traders can use to get a better understanding of what the Fed intends to do, what their concerns might be, and also uh, just how long and how far uh, they will uh, raise rates. Now, we also see another red flag report this week. This is preliminary GDP on Thursday morning at 8.30. Now, this GDP number comes out in three phases, and the first is the most significant, this being the second. But when there are some prizes, that could definitely move the market. Then we also have core PCE price index on Friday, this at 8.30 a.m. Uh, and this is significant because it is a metric that the tra that the Fed does use uh, to uh, – gauge inflation and to see uh, what's going on in addition to the CPI and the PPI data that we had last week that was much hotter than expected. So there are some items on the economic calendar this week. Uh, and right now it's all about bond yields higher, markets down, and the Fed and whether or not they need to keep these rates elevated and will continue to raise rates like they've suggested uh, but now traders uh, realizing that that is more of uh, a reality uh, than just a, a, a hard statement that they're they're trying to to get across to to traders without actually intending on doing that. So <clears throat> let's take a look at some market movers here, and I want to go to Home Depot HD, the ticker symbol. Home Depot reporting earnings down five and a half percent right now. Now, if we look at their earnings numbers, they actually uh, did better than expected with their earnings per share, but it was a mixed quarter <clears throat> revenue lower than expected. Uh, so a bit mixed there. They also said that they expect to see sales, uh, that they will continue to remain flat for 2023. So that future guidance and sales being flat is not what investors wanted to hear after Home Depot has traded in this really nice range uh, between November and this year, getting a, a bit of a dip here uh, down over 5% with that earnings reaction. 
Now, we also had earnings from Walmart. WMT is the ticker symbol. Walmart actually opening lower, uh, down 2.5% pre-market with the reaction to earnings. And we could see what happened here. They did beat on earnings, better than expected earnings, better than expected revenue. So that was a, a plus for Walmart. Um, they opened lower with their CFO saying that the consumer is still very pressured and also saying that if you look at economic indicators, balance sheets are running thinner and savings rates are declining relative to previous uh, periods. And that's why we take a pretty cautious outlook on the rest of the year. So choosing to be cautious with their outlook because of the economy and consumers buying power, uh, but traders thinking, hey, maybe that with uh, this earnings report being better than expected, even though there's that cautious uh, guidance going into the future, traders thinking Walmart is a, a fair price at 147 or above. And that is why Walmart is up for the day. So mixed uh, you know, or different results between Home Depot and Walmart. Um, HSBC also reporting. Let's look at one more. Uh, HSBC gapping higher up over 5%. They also had an earnings beat. Look at this. They reported 246 a share versus $1.05 expected. Revenue coming in hotter than or higher than expected as well. Uh, getting back up towards, uh, gosh, highs that we haven't seen since 2019. So an impressive run uh, in HSBC. A big move uh, going back to last fall and uh, earnings breakout outside of this range, taking out 2022 highs and up over five and a half percent. So some stock movers, some stocks positive, even though overall the markets are down and they continue to make session lows as I speak. Now, two things I, I also want to share here. Let's talk about open positions that I have with the wheel strategy, but also uh, I've had some questions about what a short covering rally is. And for some investors and uh, new traders, th this gets a little bit tricky because whenever you buy a stock, there is someone selling that stock to you, right? So it's easy to think what takes place as a buyer, but there's always going to be someone on the other side of the transaction. Just like if you have sold a stock that you don't own, which is known as uh, going short the market, when you go to close that trade, you need to find a buyer. Um, and so sometimes the, the concept of short selling is a little bit tricky for new traders and investors because you can profit from a stock that's falling by selling shares that you don't own at a higher price and by buying them back, ideally at a lower price and profiting from that decline. So if you borrow shares at 100 and you sell them at 100 and you could buy them back at 75, you've made a $25 profit. Now, Goldman Sachs said recently that over the last uh, 12 trading days that uh, U.S. tech names have mainly been driven by short covering rather than just long buying. Uh, what does this mean? Well, it, it means that when you look at this move here in the NASDAQ, it's, it's not so much people who are interested in buying uh, 
NASDAQ or tech companies for the first time, but traders who sold tech companies short and then had to buy to cover those shares, either because they were concerned that they were going to miss out on gains, or maybe they went short with the market being beaten up last year, thinking that this move in tech stocks was just going to continue. And they had to buy those short positions back at a loss, getting concerned that not only were their profits evaporating, but things were only getting worse. So again, if you're short the market, you have to buy to close. And when there's more buying pressure, it leads to a rally. Sometimes it's because of strength in the market. Sometimes it's because of short covering and people closing their short position. So Goldman Sachs, they say that uh, actually U.S. tech stocks from January 31st to February uh, 15th, it was the second largest in magnitude over any 12-day period in the past decade and ranks in the 99.5th percentile, according to Goldman Sachs. So a lot of this uh, appears to be due to short covering. Uh, now, well, where we go from here, it, it's yet to be seen. Um, but not only were we seeing some buying interest, but a lot of shorts getting shaken out of the market um, with the, this, you know, such an impressive rally. And I mean, that's where I've said all along this type of rally, yeah, it's, it's really not sustainable. So I'm okay with a pullback here. Now we are getting uh, a little bit heavy on the pullback side. Um, so I, I would like us to just kind of pause at this point and then resume the rally higher. Um, but nonetheless, you don't just go straight up forever. And the higher you go up in uh, one direction, the harder the fall typically. So right now this pullback is welcome, but I'm also okay with things just sitting tight here. Um, although there could be some nice wheel opportunities. And I want to take a look at open positions that I have right now. Let me go over to PowerX Optimizer and let's go to my watch list. I own AMD. Now, AMD has pulled back a nice winner uh, this year, 2023, huge gains. We've pulled back. Now, my uh, break even is 94.70. My cost basis is 104. So uh, I have a, a ways to go before I could start selling calls again. Uh, this one I'm sitting tight on. I do believe that AMD is going to do well in 2023, but I've absolutely been in this trade longer than I expected. Right now, uh, nothing for me to do with this trade. Now, I also own shares of CTRA. CTRA pulling back a little bit. Now, I own shares at 26 because of the premium I've collected by selling calls and also when I first sold puts to get into the trade. My break even is 23.65. So my break even just a little bit above where we're trading right now. Uh, this pullback has been a little unfortunate, but uh, not really concerned with this. We do have earnings uh, coming out tomorrow after the bell, and and hopefully we'll have a nice earning surprise there. Uh, CTRA does pay a nice dividend, and they typically pay a dividend. Uh, or the X dividend date is typically a week after earnings. So this is another position that I'm in. Uh, the third that I'm in right now with the wheel strategy is going to be UNP. And this was one Marcus took last week. I took it today. Now, UNP having a bit of a rough day. I sold the 195. I was able to get 46% annualized based on premium uh, available. 
between uh, now and, and the expiration this Friday. So Marcus and I, we both have UNP with options expiring this Friday. Now, next week, they do have dividends, and uh, they do pay a decent dividend. So if we do get a sign this week, uh, we will be entitled to that dividend. Uh, but I, I'm not – you know, I see a dividend as a bonus with the wheel strategy. I'm okay owning shares at 195. I'm, I'm glad I held out for that. The 197.50 is what Marcus traded. I think it was a decent trade, but I felt a little more comfortable with the 195, and we'll see where this ends up this week. So that's going to do it for today's stock market update. Marcus will be joining me tomorrow, so make sure you tune in. If you like this video, please give it a like. We appreciate the likes. Appreciate you for watching. And until tomorrow, happy trading, everybody.